Unlocking Your World of Creativity with Mark Stinson. Well, hi again, everyone. It's Mark Stenson, and you've come to the podcast Unlocking Your World of Creativity, where we talk about creative thinking and get experts' experience and advice. But we also talk about tools, formulas, and methods to help organize your ideas and help you make the connections to get these ideas out into the world. Our guest today is Monique Idemudia. We're going to be talking about all things digital marketing. As creators, you know, you have to get visibility and get people to click, post, request, all these things about your work. And we're going to learn how to do that without feeling spammy. Monique Idemudia, I just can't wait to talk to you and your company, Dragon Digital Marketing. Tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll get into your process and your creative background. Sure. So Dragon Digital Marketing, that's my marketing agency. We're based in St. Petersburg, Florida, and we focus on helping small businesses to build an online presence with inbound digital marketing. That means creating content and publishing that content across various um, digital marketing channels to build an amazing online presence and attract people to us without being salesy and pushy and intrusive. I think that sounds so appealing to people that says, I'm not going to fill up your emails. I'm not going to be sending you texts over and over. Define that for our listeners to really think about it as inbound. I mean, it's a term we use all the time, but describe that a little bit and how it differs from what we might think as the pushy marketing stuff. Yes. So the pushy marketing stuff, that's what people still have in their heads when when they hear the word marketing. The old traditional way is called outbound marketing, where you reach out to people, you're buying an email list and you're sending out email blasts in bulk. You're calling up people and cold calling them and you're advertising a lot and you're just being very pushy and salesy and intrusive and you're interrupting people in their day, basically. And inbound marketing is just the opposite of that. You have people come to you and you attract them to you organically with content that you put out there. So people find you organically whenever they search for the products and the services that you offer. So for example, if someone needs a plumber in Denver and they um, Google plumber in Denver and you pop up and your content pops up about, you know, what they what their problem may be so they can learn more about what issue they have and what might be the right solution for them to gain trust and then hire you. So, you know, they they trust in you and they're not afraid of being um, being scammed and being charged way too much or whatever. That's inbound marketing. So you're there and you can position yourself in front of the people that are relevant and in your target audience through content. And that can be your website, that can be on social media, that can be anywhere out there, really. There's so much content that you can create and share. And, you know, you mentioned that this is more organic, too. Some people think, well, if I send out this blast of an email, you know, I'll get immediate responses and it's all a numbers game. I'll send out a billion and I'll get a 0.100, you know, (laughs) response. Uh, Describe the organic build of what you're talking about and, and what results you've seen. Yes. So if you approach your marketing and organically and you focus all on inbound and organic, it takes you longer to see results, but you get much better conversion rates and it just resonates better with people. So if you're doing the numbers game and you're sending out cold emails to millions of people out there, the percentage of people that are going to buy from you 
and even going to read your email because uh, most likely it's going to land in the spam folder or whatever. And people are not even uh, trying to respond because they're like, who is this person? You know, that's just um, a, a spammy email. You just get 0. 0.00 whatever uh, <laughs> response rate. And then you just burn those potential leads because the first impression counts. And now you've left a negative first impression. You're hurting your email reputation, your server reputation, all of that. And um, with inbound marketing, you, you can build a connection and you can build a relationship and nurture a community of people um, and they find you and they make that connection in their head that, hey, this person offers exactly what I need. I should check them out and I should hire them versus saying, hire me, hire me, buy from me. I have this offer. I have that offer. I want your money. So it's a lot more um, indirect and it's a better customer experience and a better user experience um, in general. Yeah. And you said that the other way can potentially burn the relationship right up front. How have you seen that? That's right, because it's unsolicited. So if you do outbound marketing, you're sending out unsolicited messages. You do not have permission from those people to, to contact them. Uh, they haven't asked you to call them or email them. And they're just wondering, hey, how do you, how do you have my contact information? Where have you bought that from? You know, <laughs> that's why we're dealing with all of this GDPR and privacy and being transparent about the cookies that you that you save of people on your website and so on and so forth, because data is is valuable, you know, and we should have control over who has our data and who they share that with. People just feel bad and betrayed in some way, shape or form if they receive unsolicited messaging from from any company to market themselves. So yes, that's that's bad and it'll burn your relationship. Now you've had a negative brand interaction and um, that can hurt your business and your reputation and your brand for sure. That's good insight. So my guest is Monique Idemudia and her company is Dragon Digital Marketing. Well, Monique, I have to ask about the name. Tell us about Dragon Digital. Oh, sure. So I wanted to have the name digital marketing in my company name because that's what I do. And I wanted it to be descriptive and people, uh, you know, see at the first sight, hey, this is a digital marketing company. And then I have the name dragon in there because I love dragons. I think they're so cute and I'm obsessed with them. I have a bearded dragon as a pet myself. His name is Horatio Marquise. He's about to turn seven years old. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, I love dragons and that's like my theme. <laughs> Now, is seven years old old for a dragon? Uh, they get around, yeah, 15 to 18 years old for bearded dragon. So every dragon is different, yeah. obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> he's not that old yet. I uh, love that story. Now, you know, our title of a podcast here is A World of Creativity. And you've had an opportunity to get a lot of global uh, experience and global exposure to different cultures. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yes. I love that. So I love being creative and connecting with people and the communication aspect of marketing. And yeah, I just I just love that having that international community and learning from everybody and providing value myself and just the sharing and helping people out. I'm big on creativity. We also do graphic designs and, you know, pictures has more than a thousand words. 
infographics, the great engagement online with our clients and also with myself. So we focus on that a lot too. And you'd had a chance to travel quite a bit. Oh, yes. But that was not professionally. <laughs> that was all uh, private uh, traveling. Well, and of course, but I it's all uh, feeding into that creativity, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I love traveling. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, let's talk about your own creative pursuits. You host a podcast, you write a great blog, you have a newsletter. What? How do you approach the creative content portion of what you do? What is your mindset going into that? I do a lot of research and I'm a data person. I make every decision that I make is a data-driven decision. And I just do research. What, what do people want to hear about? What do they want to read about? What questions do they have? And I just use tools like Google and see, hey, what's what's trending right now? Google Trends, what's the most searched for? And uh, where do we see an increasing demand? And where do we see a decreasing demand? And so on and so forth. And then I just create content around that. And I try to incorporate all um, four media formats, which is text, images, audio and video. So I create content in all four of those formats around those topics and then just publish them. And I'm very big on education. I think it's important to be transparent and offer people the opportunity to learn more. You know, I think we hear that a lot about going to Google Trends and seeing what's, you know, what's hot. Does it ever feel forced though? You know, here are the top five things being searched and maybe they relate to something that you're doing and maybe they don't. How do you find yourself converting those trends and those interests into content that is relevant for you and or your clients? Yeah, so I search specifically for digital marketing related things. So I don't look at the overall trends for the United States in every category, but I search for marketing things. And right now that's podcasting, which is super hot. That's video marketing. It's things like that. And then also in terms of the language you use, that can make a huge difference. For example, it's a, it's a big difference if you say digital marketing or online marketing. Digital marketing, um, a lot more people use that term and search for that term than for online marketing, for example. So you can reach a greater audience there. So uh, that's important to, to look at as well. And then you can, you know, see if there's some seasonality there and um, if something is more requested in just that one state or that one region, how is that relevant to you or your local business? So you can get a lot of insights from there. Very good. And then your own podcast, you know, what is your angle there and what do you like to talk about with folks? Yes, it's an educational podcast, and I just want to encourage small business owners to learn more about digital marketing and how they can market their business online and really leverage all of the channels and the new technology. A lot of things are super overwhelming, um, especially when it comes to technology and softwares, and I just want to shed light on that and teach people about digital marketing and, you know, uh, present them with all the opportunities that they have there and how that can be a great fit for their business. And some episodes I'm just on my own teaching and some episodes are interview episodes where I invite experts to share their expertise as well. So there's a couple of different formats out there too. And I think, um, you know, there's interesting topics for everybody to, to listen. Mm -hmm. So everybody can find something that they yeah. like. And along that line of educational resources, you have a number of, you know, downloadable things on your website, but I wanted to take one example, this buyer persona 
You know, I've always espoused and appreciated this idea of creating a visual image of your ideal customer. How, how do you approach that? And what is this persona tool for you? Yes, that is the most important thing that I put the most emphasis on, which is knowing your audience before you can even set your goals and approach anything that you want to do and reach in your business. You have to know your audience. You have to know who you're targeting and who you're talking to and craft their messaging to them. And you want to personalize all of your communication as good as you possibly can to resonate with that person and to just be able to cut through the noise. There's a lot of noise going out there and there's a lot of competition nowadays in the online world. And then there's the big corporations. So it can be a challenge for small businesses to uh, really cut through that. And the way that you can achieve that is to create personas um, and segment your audience into groups and really know who your ideal clients, your ideal buyers are and have very detailed buyer personas for them. And I have a template for that uh, on my website. You can grab that and download that for free. And you need to do so much more than just uh, name, age, location, uh, gender and interests. Um, yeah, it goes all the way, all the way down to really some detailed things that they like. So you can really tailor your marketing to your ideal clients and see so much better results. So it's going to make your marketing a lot stronger, no matter what your marketing goals are, if you have a good buyer persona. Definitely uh, go to her website and download that. Well, let's talk about your business persona. What drove you, Monique, to say, I really want to start my own company. I want to start my own business. Certainly, you talk about a crowded market. A lot of people are out there claiming to do digital and inbound and all the other things we've been talking about. Where did you see the opening for you to get into this business? Yes. So I've noticed that a lot of digital marketing agencies, they're focused too much on the creative. You know, creative is super important in marketing, but it's also important to bring some actual results and have a positive RI for whatever you're doing for your clients. So there's a lot of agencies out there that come up with tons of ideas and you could do this and you could do that, but it's just, you know, it's just ideas. You're hyping people up, but it's not actionable and they're not really good in the implementation at all of those things. And then they're also not really good at tracking the right metrics. A lot of people fall for vanity metrics. So it's about tracking the right metrics and really focusing on marketing analytics and reporting as well. So you can really attribute the successes to the various digital marketing channels, which is a major advantage that we didn't have back then with traditional marketing and really see how it impacts your bottom line. So you know that your marketing is really an investment and not an expense. And especially for small businesses, we have to work really cost effectively and we want to see some positive results there and not just, you know, pretty creative images and posts for your Instagram that your marketing agency des designs for you. So that was one uh, major factor for sure. I love the contrast between vanity metrics, you know, and true marketing analytics. Boy, there's some feel good stuff. It's like, wow, look at all the, exactly. look at all the thumbs ups. Look at my pretty pictures, as you said. That's right. Yes. <laughs> but it's not making you any money. <laughs> so yeah. that's 
super important and I saw a need there. And then I just love working with small businesses because I get to see the impact that I'm making versus, you know, working with larger companies where you have, you know, higher hierarchies and it's not as personal and the communication is just more fun. Yeah. What, what obstacles or roadblocks did you find uh, as you were building this company and even today as you're trying to grow it? What sort of obstacles have you had to overcome? Yes, a lot of misconceptions and just opinions that people have, impatience, people going for short-term gratification um, instead of you know long-term goals that make more sense to pursue, people wanting to hop on trends or not knowing what they actually need. So what they want um, is, is very different from what they would actually need to advance their business. So things like that. And then a lot of people are intimidated by technology, especially for small business owners. Uh, a lot of boomers are just overwhelmed by all of the softwares and tools out there. And you know, there's marketing automation and you wanna leverage that nowadays to be more efficient and do less manually and have software handle things uh, for you um, that are just, you know, so much faster and more reliable than having people do that. And yeah, just, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of need for a lot of those things. And then what about you personally? I mean, some of those obstacles are about the state of the business and technology, but what about your business? Uh, I guess your entrepreneurial psyche uh, that you've had to push through. I'm always pushing through. I'm always learning. I'm following a lot of fellow marketers and I'm networking and I'm consuming their content and getting inspiration from that and always just advancing. And yeah, I just never allow myself to stop or let the imposter syndrome in me come, come through and yeah, like block me from, from moving forward or procrastinating or just doubting or or whatever. So I just do, I just execute and then I, I tweak it. I see what's working. I see what's not working. I think that every insight that you get is a valuable lesson learned. Um, and even if you see that something doesn't work as well with your audience, that's a valuable insight. So now, you know, it, it doesn't work. So I, I always try to see things positively and I just love the entrepreneur life. <laughs> yeah. I just have to pause on your mention of the imposter syndrome. I got to tell you, Monique, I've had, uh, we may be on uh, episode 50 by the time I uh, count them up here, but almost everyone has mentioned this imposter syndrome. So it makes me pause to ask you how that affected you or how it came to you and said, I just don't know if I believe what I'm doing or if I think I'm good enough. How did that syndrome, if I could use those air quotes, affect you? I guess it comes from comparison a lot too. You know, you see those successes and the people in the first 30 on the 30 list and the people who started a startup and three months later, they've scaled it to seven figures and all of those stories. People share a lot of positive, amazing things on social media and you get like a distorted uh, perception of what's actually reality and what are more realistic time frames and so on and so forth. So you always have to take a step back and yeah, make, make yourself aware of that and not get into that comparison. Oh, I'm not good enough. And they got all of that. And I don't have that yet. And I haven't reached that yet. So maybe I'm not smart enough, good enough, uh, talented enough, whatever it is. So you really have to, um, yeah, not not fall into that trap. 
always, you know, remind yourself that you're only seeing the highlight reel of everybody's life, uh, especially on social media. And that's, Boy, that's so that. true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and uh, I think about that comparison, it's one thing to be driven. It's like, yes, I want to be more competitive or, boy, I really have a lot to learn. But to ask yourself, well, how did they make such and such a list? Or how did they get such a good client when I'm just as good or whatever? Boy, we all fall into that sometimes, don't we? That's right. Yeah, it's just human. <laughs> now, what, what's next for you, Monique? So you now here we are talking about the comparison syndrome, but I want to shift gears now to how you want to improve and how you see the year coming up for you. What do you see new developments, new products, new offerings? How do you want to grow? Yes, I definitely want to grow my community and just be more close with my community as well. I'm looking forward to meeting new people and building some great connections and great relationships there and helping more people out, which also gets my name out there more um, in return and just raises more brand awareness for myself and for Dragon Digital Marketing. So growth is definitely a goal of mine for 2021. There you go. But I love the fact that since you have your own podcast and your own blog, are there connections? Yeah, this is almost one of those, who would you like to have dinner with? But can you imagine having your ideal guest? Who would that be? Who are you looking to connect with out there? And since you're on my podcast, who knows? Maybe they're listening. We'll make that connection. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I actually always think about my audience and how I can benefit them in the best possible way. So everybody who can provide value is just a welcome guest. And I don't care about how big of a person they are in their space, in their industry, and how many millions of followers they have or whatever. Actually, a lot of times it's better to hear something from a person who you can relate to better and they're maybe just 10 steps ahead of you instead of uh, 5,000 steps ahead of you and they're already a billionaire and, and this and that, you know what I'm saying? So it's oftentimes not that relatable. So since I focus on small, I don't have like this ideal guest that I, that I want to interview one day and I'm also not really going for like the biggest guest that most other podcasters are going. I just really want to make my podcast be the most valuable resource for small business owners who want to learn about marketing and really grow and scale their business in a strategic mm -hmm. Uh, that's really admirable because I do think a lot of people say, boy, if I could get them to post and repost and so forth to all their followers, that's going to make me grow. And it's like, sometimes oh, it does. And sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Oftentimes that's not even your audience. Uh, that's just a bunch of people, even if they do share it, those are not your potential clients. So always have that in mind. If all of your guests share the podcast episodes that they've been featured on, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to grow your podcast and you're going to grow your brand awareness and grow your business. You have to um, dig deeper than that and really, um, yeah, do, do some more analysis about the target audiences and so on and so forth. So there's more to it than that. And um, again, if you always focus on serving your clients and serving your audience that's the best approach that you can possibly take and not get distracted by being um well that's one of those vanity things isn't it exactly yes it's one of those vanity things like chasing having a conversation with a celebrity or whatever instead of providing value to your audience which is what it all comes down to so good 
Well, my guest is Monique Adamudia. Monique, before I ask you one last question, give us the coordinates of all these things. Where's your website and your podcast and so forth? Where can we find you? Sure. Everything is on my website and that is dragon-digital-marketing.com. There you can find my podcast and read my blog and find all of the links to my social media channels where you can reach out to me. And uh, yeah, so do that for sure. Check that out. I have a lot of free valuable resources on there too. And it can definitely help you grow your business. Oh, that's fantastic. I guess my last question has to do with, let's imagine we're talking to one of those small businesses that is in your, your target persona. What is the one thing as somebody is thinking about you know, their new year of marketing that they could be taking a look at and say, if you do nothing else, do this? Build a community, focus on building a personal connection that feels like one-on-one communication. Make sure the communication goes both ways. So you're not just talking at people, but talking with them, provide value. And the most important thing, do it on a platform that you own. So you can always reach your audience when you want to and when you need to, and you're not dependent on third parties or any algorithm or whatever. And that's really your audience. Monique has really given us a lot of good insight from her experience and listeners in our creative fields. I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to this podcast in in a different way again. And that is you've listened to it once and you've gotten some maybe content marketing ideas and inbound marketing and so forth. And then listen to it again as a business person and listen to Monique's approach to building her own business and see what ideas and insights uh, we can gain from that because she's really focused. And if I could take away one word here, it is relationships. It is community that, you know, you're really trying to build. So both for your business and for your creative art, whatever that is. Monique, I can't thank you enough for this kind of insight. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. Again, Monique Idamudia, her company is Dragon Digital Marketing. So you can go to her website. There's a dash between dragon and digital and marketing.com. So go to the website. There's a lot of free resources. So thanks for being my guest, Monique. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And listeners, come back again next time. We'll talk more about how to unlock your world of creativity. Of course, tapping into your original creative thoughts, but also getting inspiration, ideas, formulas, methods from experts. Most of all, how to make connections and get the confidence to push the publish button, to record your work, to get a podcast going, to start a blog, whatever it is you want to do to help get your work out into the world. I'm Mark Stenson. Look forward to talking with you in our next episode. Take care. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright no hazardic keys. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of $5.98, and the Kindle version is only $0.99. Cents. Go to my website, mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon, mark-stinson.com, and enjoy the book.